Welcome. You are about to listen to a life-transforming and change-evoking sermon by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We know for a fact that you will be blessed. Stay tuned. It is the Maker's House. Father, indeed we are blessed this morning that you know our names, you know our thoughts, you know our hearts cry, you know our inefficiencies, you know our inadequacies, you know everything about us. Yet you still love us. And as we gather this morning in your presence, we gather to hear your word. We have called on you in worship. We believe that you inhabit the praises of your people. And therefore you are here this morning. And our ears are primed to hear you speak to us. I'm just a messenger. Anoint my lips. Let every word that comes be an oracle that is coming from you. Let this word bless your people. Let this word lift their spirits up. Let this word become fuel and energy in this year of the pursuit. We thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. If you have your Bibles here, can you lift it up? Lift your Bibles up this morning for a declaration of faith. And say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will become what it says. I can become. I will go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Or do you honestly believe that you are not saying it in faith? I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Ask yourself, do you believe that? I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest now and say, I am a believer. Amen. Amen. This morning, the word of God that is coming to you will ask you to aim and achieve. And I want you to believe your word, the word, and I want you to understand that whatever he says you can achieve, you will be able to achieve. This morning, I'm speaking to you still on the pursuit and purpose you know the theme for the maker's house chapel across all branches for january is purpose and purpose is closely linked to pursuit and because you don't pursue what is not your purpose it will be a run in vain and we have been sharing what pursuit is we have been sharing what will enable you to pursue we have tried to look at the character traits that you ought to have if you want to pursue and win the pursuit. And this morning, I'm speaking to you on fuel for the pursuit. Fuel for the pursuit. And the sub-theme is faith to believe the impossible. Fuel for the pursuit. And that fuel is faith to believe the impossible. If you can believe the impossible, God will do the unthinkable. If you can believe the impossible, God will do the unthinkable. Turn with me to James. James 2.18. And James is the brother of Jesus. And he teaches a lot about faith and works. A lot had been taught by Paul in Romans on faith. And James brings another angle to faith. And teaches about faith and works. And I'm just reading to you James 2.18. James 2.18. 
And I'll also do 1 Corinthians 13, 9 and 10. So James 2, 18 first. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. This morning I'm here to share with you on the fact that it is not an either or. It is not just faith and it is not just works. It is faith and works. And last week we had been looking at works. What you can do. What is required of you. What is expected of you in this journey of pursuit. And this morning I want to balance that equation. And like James come and tell you that it is not just works or just faith. But you need both to pursue and to win. 1 Corinthians 13 and 9 to 10. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away with. Amen. One of our greatest beings as human beings is the innate fear of failure. The innate. Everybody has that. Everybody fears to fail. Everybody wants to avoid the pain of disappointment. Disappointment by self, disappointment to other people, disappointment of people who have put their faith and their trust in us. And that fear, unfortunately, fuels everything that we do. So somebody will not venture, somebody will not try. And the challenge for that person is that they fear to fail. What if I put myself out there and I fail? There's always that cautious optimism. There's always that thing about, let me do what I believe I can control. Every human being has a certain level of desire to control what they can control. So, let me set targets that I think are achievable. I want to be able to, at the end of the year of the pursuit, say that I set out to do this, and I have been able to do it. All of us walk with that shadow over our lives, fearing to take a step or dare to even believe and be called a dreamer. There was a young man called Joseph. Even at a tender age, he had a dream. And in that dream, he saw greatness on his life. In that dream, he saw that God was going to make him a leader over not just his siblings, but over his parents and everybody else. And if some of us were like Joseph, that dream will stay in our minds. What if we share that dream and we fail? What if we set ourselves, and sometimes you are not even sharing that target with anybody but to yourself, and you are afraid that at the end of the day, you may even fail your own self and sink deeper into a feeling of depression and a feeling of a lack of self-worth. So all of us struggle with this. That has almost impacted our faith. Faith is the ability to dream the impossible. Faith is the assurance and the substance of things that you hope for. Things that you have not seen. Faith is the confidence to believe, even in the midst of contrary evidence, that you are going somewhere. Faith is when everything looks dark around you. But you still see light at the end of the journey. 
Faith is hard. Faith is difficult. Faith sometimes makes you look like you are stupid. Faith makes you look like you are a dreamer. And sometimes you are even afraid to believe. You are afraid to think outside of a box that you have created for yourself. So in that box, you want to check and take all the things that your ability and your own strength can achieve. So you are telling yourself that in the look and in the face of my current situation, all I can do is A, B, C, D. Because I look at myself and that is how far I think I can go. I look at my education and when I scan my environment, nobody with my kind of level has gone beyond. Okay, I look at my family, the family I have come from, the nurturing I have had, and I realize that nobody in this family has gone beyond this. Who am I? Who am I? What makes you think? Or what will make you think that regardless of the situation and the circumstances of your life, you can, you can move on and excel and become who God has purposed and decided for you to become. Faith is hard. How many of us have dreams? Dreams that you are afraid to share even with your brother for fear that they are going to ridicule you. How many of us stop ourselves, consciously and unconsciously, from believing that the impossible is going to happen? How many of you can look at yourself right now in your situation and say, I am a millionaire and I am going to achieve that by the end of 2019? Oh, sometimes you are looking, you are even thinking it and you are laughing at your own self. Fool. You Christians, you have become dreamers. Faith. What is faith? Name it. Claim it. Take it. And, and the enemy has jumped on that bandwagon. And all of us have, are starting to believe the hype. That, that it is only about works. Oh, that, that you are becoming a people that are believing something that is impossible. Why don't you stop this dreaming and get some work to do? And, and how many of us have been told that in our time we are becoming lazy? Instead of jumping and working and putting our hands to the plow and getting ourselves dirty, we are sitting in church lifting up holy hands and declaring that we are going to be who God wants. But I am here to tell you that it is not either or works are good. James says to them, show me your works without faith. And I will show you my faith without works. But I am here to tell you that James was saying that you cannot have just works and not faith. Because you know what? Solomon says in Ecclesiastes that it is futile to work in the morning till night. And, 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 and toil and sweat. And you don't even understand the purpose for which you are sweating. You may make the money. But in the process you may end up with high blood pressure. You may make the money. But diabetes will ensure that you don't see how many of us have it twisted people that have prospered and all they can eat is plantain and pepper because doctor says they shouldn't eat fat they shouldn't eat salt they shouldn't eat protein they should eat too many days because in the effort to do away with faith and our ability for God to, to trust that God can do the impossible. We trust in our own strength and we trust in the arm of flesh. And we tell ourselves that all I have to do is work hard. Work hard from morning till night. But I am here to challenge that faith and tell you oh, that it is not just about hard work. He says it is the God who maketh rich and adds no sorrow. He teaches you to make wealth. He prospects your way. He decides that he will 
for you in the wilderness where rivers do not flow but he will make a river flow for you who tells you that it is wrong to confess your faith and believe the impossible don't let the world deceive you that it's all about work it is about work yes but it is about faith to believe the impossible if you are just trusting your works and if you are just trusting your ability to do what God has said you do, you can only go so far. You know, sometimes you look at the debt you are in and you are calculating how many years you have to work to pay that debt. One shouldn't mean that. Because you will calculate and calculate and calculate and one, you have three children. You ask about school fees and you calculate and you realize that for them to be able to have a good education, this is the amount of money you should have saved. For, for you to be able to build a house in this current Ghana that we find ourselves in, you, you, you need to work like four jobs maybe and, and find it. But I'm here to tell you that the writer Moody said, if, if, if you can only lift the how, forget the how, and trust God to do the how, then you are looking at a life of pursuit, a life that is able to accomplish beyond your strength. He says, they that trust in the arm of flesh, it will fail them. But your trust is in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and with all your understanding and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I am here to tell you this morning that it is a combination of work and also faith. Faith to believe the impossible. And to believe the impossible, there's one thing you ought to do. You ought to stop thinking of the how. Dream it. Believe it. Work hard according to the strength that God has given you. But one question you should never bother your mind with is the how. You will never find an answer. And in the process of trying to find an answer to the how, you will lose your faith. If you want to go on this journey and on the journey of pursuit and to achieve greatness, number one, you believe the impossible. And when you have believed the impossible, he says that whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your strength. And as you do it, trust the God who is able to do the how. Many of us have stopped ourselves because we ask how. How will this be since I am a virgin and I know no man? How is this going to be since I am only a small fry in this grand scheme of an industry? How is it going to be? I am a woman. I mean in this environment where men think that a woman cannot lead them. How will this church grow? Because some of them are saying that, no, I can only go where a man is and I can only submit to him. How is this going to be since I look around me and everything is bleak around me? And, and as you continue on the journey of how, of how, of how, you lose your faith and your ability to believe the impossible. Let me explain to you why you leave the how to God. We see in part, so we prophesy in part. Your human understanding, how far your mind can go, how far your eyes can see, it is so limited that if you are going to trust the ability of your eyes and your brain to see a 
and contextualize, you will have a problem. It is similar to when you have a baby, a one-year-old. What, what probably can that one-year-old think they can do with their lives? Think about it. All it knows is a mother that is breastfeeding it. The environment is familiar with it, its house. That baby doesn't know where Kumase is. It cannot even understand that any, there's anything called an aeroplane that can fly. It, it, it cannot, it, that, that baby's mind and its ability to understand is limited to its state and its age. Let me tell you this morning the truth. What you can see compared to what God can see, yours is a microcosm, a, a small unit. When God is seeing the bigger picture, you are only seeing a fraction of that picture. So it is, it is such a futile exercise to begin to think for God. In fact, it's an insult to begin to think that you can understand the ways of God and how he will accomplish what he says he wants to accomplish. Let me tell you three stories from the Bible. Take Gideon in Judges 8. Bible says that the Midianites had covered the land. The army, the Midianites army. Bible says they were, they were, they were so many. It, it can't even give a number. They were like locusts. The invasion of locusts. They had swarmed the land. This was the kind of army that was attacking the Israelites. And, and, and they were so afraid that they had become almost headmates. They were living in caves, <coughs> afraid to come out to face so many people. I mean, if they were going to mobilize the entire Israelite army, it would still be a small fraction of the kind of invasion that... They, so, so, so all of them had resigned themselves to the fact that they are going to be under this bondage forever. Because if they look at how it is going to be done, it is impossible. Because if they were going to even mobilize everything and every resource and call on their neighbors who were their enemies, they, they, they couldn't fight them. In the face of this daunting challenge, God calls a man called Gideon and says, raise an army and go and face this impossible task. Gideon raises an army of 32,000. In his mind, Anye Bikrara, 32,000 will go far. I'm sure he was calculating. If the, the, the army that is confronting us, if they were a million, if I take 32,000, maybe two people will, have, will face 2,000. And it's not much, but at least it's better than, you know, it's better than going with. And then in the face of this, God comes to him and says, the 32,000 is too many. Cut it down. You ask the people, those who want to go home, they should go home. And 22,000, 22,000 decided that this battle day, I'm sure they had done their calculation and were like, this one will be like men's meat for these people. I mean, it's, it's, it's an unwinnable battle. I'm sure they were talking to Gideon and saying, because this thing, you know it's something that you will lose. Why are you even trying? Oh, I'm telling you this morning that on your journey, somebody will come to you and say, but this thing that you are trying to do, do you, do you have sense at all? Do you think, look at the grand scheme of things. Think logically about this. Add A and B and C and D. Uh, in the face of these things, are you, uh, do you think you'll be able to win this battle? Oh, but, but, but we cannot think for God. He's left with 10,000. He's like, okay, I'm sure God knows 
10,000, we will still fight. It's still a useful army. Then he says, it's still too much. Take them to the water. Those who put their heads to the water and drink, let them go home. Those who take the water in their hands and lap, they will go to battle. Lo and behold, 9,700 put their heads to the water. I'm sure Gideon was like, Ajay, me, who are now tell me them the best for him. 300. Now, are you a joker? An army that is facing you is, is in millions. And you are going to face them with 300. Now, faith to believe the impossible. Because you know, Gideon was thinking like a man. He was thinking like you and I. He was thinking on the face of works. He was thinking that with this kind of army, I need to strategize. I need an army commander. I need a strategy. I need a business plan. I need ministry strategies. I, I need to go online and, and set how they do it. I, I need to advertise. I, I need to do this. I need to do. But God was saying that I have my own plans. And they are plans that you have not thought about. They are ways that I can achieve it without your effort. God says that go to, to them and fight this battle with 300. 300 men go. They lift up torches. They Break, break their glasses and they sound trumpets and the army of the Midianites turn against themselves and they become their own enemies and they kill each other and the Israelites win the, the battle with 300 people if you can think the impossible God will do the unthinkable in this journey of the pursuit believe the impossible what do you believe what do you think you can achieve where do you think God is taking you? What are the dreams that you have had? That this is impossible. Looking at my age, looking at strength, looking at my resources, looking at my spiritual level, looking at my, my, my gender, looking at everything around me. It is impossible. Looking at the industry, where some people are already at, looking at the resources they have. I cannot compete, but I am here to tell you this morning that God has his own way. He knows the how that he's going to do this. It is not up to you to determine the how. Just trust the God who knows the how. And the God who knows the how. He, he, he will treat you like David and Goliath. Goliath had come to David and Goliath was dressed to the kill. He was wearing combat that would make it impossible for any spear to penetrate. The man had come ready for armed combat. He was saying that forget about the army. I want somebody to come and wrestle hand on hand with me. I have done this for so many years. I have so much skill that I am expecting somebody from the Israelite army to come and have a challenge with me and combat with me and he knows that it's going to be a piece of cake because he knows that he trusts in the armory that he is wearing but lo and behold a young boy a teenager called David shows up and this boy is coming wearing nothing and this boy comes only with his staff and he comes with a sling and stones oh what Goliath didn't know that there was a God up there who had seen that there's an opening on his forehead and that God has spoken to David and that David was not looking at the size of Goliath. He wasn't looking at the Philistine army. He wasn't deterred by the apparel. He was just looking and trusting that the God who had kept him in the wilderness, that God who had kept him from bears and lions, that same God is also able to give him a strategy that would defy every giant. So he went at him and Goliath thought this was a joke. Goliath thought and said, ah, but you, you, who do you think that I am? Ah, you do you think it's a joke? 
look out here. I know some people are going to tell you when you land with that plan of yours, when you land with that idea of yours, they will look at you and say, do you think this is a joke? Do you think we are joking in this industry? But, but, fuel for the pursuit. If you don't build your faith, you will give up. If you don't dare to dream the impossible, you can only go so far. You can only go. The last story I share with you is the, 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 the time that the Israelites had been invaded and lay, the siege had been laid on Samaria. And the Bible says that the, 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 the famine was so strong in Second Kings. The famine was so strong that they had even resorted to buying and clean items, animals, donkeys. The head of a donkey had become a spent. A donkey is a very unclean animal in those days. They don't eat donkeys. But the famine had become so severe that they were eating donkeys. They were killing their own children, cannibalizing their own children and eating. That, that was the extent of the, 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 the famine and the torture that they were going through. In the midst of it, Elisha makes a declaration. Oh, I love Elisha. He can speak the impossible. I'm not sure if I was Elisha, I would have dared to make that confession. No. Because, you know, it, it, it goes against every common sense. How can you say that a place where we are under siege, we cannot go, we cannot come. We are in a period of famine. No rains are falling. Nothing will grow. Okay, assuming there was even rain, how do you grow corn? And the corn grows in a day and it's ready for eating in 24 hours. How is that possible? Think about it. So God speaks to you, okay? Let's say God speaks to Oforiwa and, and says, Oforiwa, tell them that in 24 hours, there will be so much corn and so much barley that it will be sold for next to nothing. Are you going to take that risk? Sometimes as believers, too much knowledge, too much information kills us. It doesn't allow us to understand the God of the house. Because we know too much. We know more than God himself. So we would have said to God that God, even me that I'm not an agriculturist, I know that corn will take three months to grow. And when it grows, we will harvest. And when we harvest, it takes time for it to dry. For us, 24 hours saying, you want the people to beat me up? You want them to call me a false prophet? What about my reputation? And sometimes you are thinking about your reputation, the fear of failure, the, the fear of disappointment, and you are saying that God, where do you mean to be in count? <laughs> this one, say it yourself, why? You got God, sometimes you can speak. My children, my children, there's going to be food. It's hard. But Elisha spoke. Elisha knew this God. You know, Elisha was somebody when God called. He actually took his, his work equipment, his oxen, and cut them up and gave it out. His commitment to God was so deep that for him it was all or nothing. This was the Elisha who had followed Elijah across the Jordan. His master Elijah got to the Jordan and hit the Jordan and he passed it. And because he was after the, the mantle, because he was after the, the you know, when, in those days, when you ask for a double portion, what you are asking for for a, a, a sonship, the, the firstborn right. So Elisha was saying that in spite of all the prophets that are there before me, I want to be the one that succeeds you, Elijah. I want to be the firstborn of this prophetic ministry. So I am willing to do anything and everything. He follows this man across the Jordan, not knowing how he was going to come back, whether he was going to swim. I'm not sure there was a boat, but, but whether he was swimming or about. So he followed him in faith. 
he had had an experience and an encounter with God. He knew that this God was the God of, him, of the impossible. So he said that I make this prophecy with full understanding that in our human mind, it is not possible. Oh, but in Luke we are told that with God, all things are possible. But all things are possible to them that believe. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I am here telling you this morning, my dear brothers and sisters, believe the if you can open up your mind and dream, and not just dream, believe it with every being, everything that you have. If you are going to try and understand how it will happen, I'm here to disappoint you. I don't have the how. But I am here as the messenger of God this morning, and I am giving you a sure word that if only you can dream and believe and hold on to your faith and let it be a fool that fools you every morning, noon, and night. Anytime you are about to give up on that dream. Tell yourself that I know a God who is a God of the impossible. I know a God who specializes in the unthinkable. Oh, I know a God that is able to see beyond everything that I can see. Yes, I know a God who makes mountains disappear so that I can go on dry ground. Oh, I know a God who is able to pass the Red Sea for it to become dry land for people to... Yes, yes, I know a God who is able to turn situations around in a way that a whole army of millions is destroyed by 300. I know this God. Bible says that they that know their God, ah, they shall work strong and they shall do exploits. If only you will hold on to this God of the impossible. What do you believe? What do you believe? Don't let your circumstances define your dream. Don't let your current situation determine your future. Don't let your past even hold you back. Maybe you tried and you failed. Maybe you did it with your own strength. Maybe you thought at the time you had faith, but, but something didn't go well. Or maybe it wasn't time. Have you thought about it? That maybe that was not the set time, the appointed time for that breakthrough. Why don't you keep on believing? Like Job, why don't you say, even when he slays me, I will trust him because I know that this God, his thoughts of me are of good and not of evil. That he is taking me somewhere. Oh, I know that this God, like a mother, even when our earthly mothers will forget us at their breast, he doesn't forget, I know this God. I know that this God, I am inscribed in the palm of his hand. And he's watching over me like that goldsmith. He's watching so closely to the point when I am just enough. Then he will take me out of that fire. So when he hasn't taken me out, I keep on believing. I keep on pushing. I keep on trusting. I keep on holding to my faith. I am here to challenge your faith this morning. And I am telling you that no matter how bleak the situation, don't give up. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Hold on and believe. Hold on and trust this God. Don't hear what people are saying. It may deter you a bit. It may break your spirit a bit. Oh, but go back into your closet and tell God that I believe. I believe. I believe. I don't know how, but I believe. I look like a fool, but I believe. I believe when I say this church will have our own building in five years. And it will be a beautiful building right here in East Legon. I don't know whether there's land in East Legon. I don't know how we are going to buy it. But I believe. And I declare it in faith that it is going to happen. And that God who knows the how, that God will rearrange things. That God will reorder steps. That God will bring destiny 
any helpers. That God will turn people's lives around. I know that right in front of me, millionaires are being lifted. So it doesn't matter the number. It doesn't matter the people I see here. It may not, they don't look like millionaires. They may not act like millionaires. But God is lifting them up. It takes only a moment. It takes only a second for God to make a way. It doesn't take a lifetime. Sometimes what you have tried for years, God in the split of a second will turn it around and it will happen even beyond your expectation. So I believe and I choose to believe and I want you to believe with me and join your faith to my faith as we go into our closing worship. I want your prayer to be simple. Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith. And all you are praying for today is, Lord, give me the faith to believe the impossible. Give me the faith. As we go into worship, it's, it's a free time here. It's just about 20 minutes. But, but you can kneel. You can come to the altar. You can, I, I don't know what you are planning for this year. I don't know what 2019 is going to look like for you. I don't know the obstacles you are facing. I don't know the challenges and the, the, the giants, the Goliath that is facing your life. I don't know what kind of Midianite army is invading your territory. I don't know. I don't even know what kind of famine situation you are experiencing right now. Now, I don't know what your finances look like. I don't know what your spiritual life looks like. All I know is that there is a God in this place. And that God specializes in the impossible. And as we are going into worship, your prayer in humility is that Lord increase my faith. Give me the ability to even dream. Some of you, your problem is even how to even dream. How to. Your, your mind is so in a box that you can't even set your mind free to dream. Some of you, your problem is comparison. Experiences of the past. Somebody did it like this and it failed. So why would I go and do it like that? For some of you, the enemy has put you in, 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 in a room and locked the door and said that you will not go beyond this door. You want to set yourself free this morning. As we go into worship, you are saying that, Lord, it is not about my circumstance. It is not about my age. It is not about my life. It is not about where I have been. But it is about you, oh God. And as we go into worship, Lord, I am holding on to the hem of your garment. I am holding on to you. And I am saying that, Lord, in 2019, Oh, I am going to dream. And every dream is going to come true. Because you are the God of the house. Favor.
just listened to a sermon preached by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We hope you were blessed. Thank you for listening. <laughs>